I took a song from Lloyd True. He says, had to find a new approach to an old dream, and that's not to take a shot at my old team. I just want you to see this is me, so please accept me for who I am, and please accept me for what I do. I'm just doing everything that I can because all I want to be is true. And you got to be true to yourself. You got to be authentic to yourself. You know, whoever it may upset, whoever it may disappoint, you got to stay true to your goal and what you want out of life because the only person that's going to make you happy is yourself. Choosing yourself will probably end or alter the relationships that you have because no longer are you agreeing to stuff that you would have or doing things that you might not have otherwise just because you know what i'm i don't want to and i don't want to say yes just to please you because why this is sad boy radio what's going on everybody welcome back to sad boy radio i'm your host matt and today we got a special guest international dj cultural leader and the creator of gyrate go ahead and introduce yourself What's up, y'all? I'm Mami Kana. Uh, I'm a Chicago-based international DJ and artist, curator. I did create Gyrate, and I love music. There's so much to say, but thanks for having me here. Of course. I mean, we're going to get into it. You know, that's how we're going to do your little introduction. But cool. although all of these terms, you know, represent you, which one do you feel like means the most to you and why i think calling myself a dj means a lot because it's something that i've worked hard to accomplish i've set goals for myself and accomplished them and it doesn't mean that it's easy so it's something that i feel like i've earned and i'm still working on becoming a better one a better dj every set every you know every opportunity i get so uh, yeah, I, I'm proud of that. What made you pursue being a DJ, first of all? You know, that's, like, the basic question, and we're going to get, it, like, more into it, but I want to kind of touch on that first because, obviously, if that's what means the most to you, then let's talk about it. After I graduated from U of I, I moved back to Chicago, and so this is between the years of 2013, you know, to present, let's say, uh, and I'm just going out in Chicago and... I just feel like there's a bit of a void in the industry. I'm not seeing any women DJing. Not that I knew of, right? The DJs that I, I followed to go out at, like, they were all men. Um, and so I wanted to do something different. And I was, like, craving it. You know, I hear, I hear music in my Spotify, and I'm just like, why aren't I hearing this out? Um, so I wanted to be that. Like, I wanted to do that. And, uh, you know, out came Mamikana and Gyrate, you know, out of these, these, uh, you know, how, how do I say, like, things that drove me, that inspired me. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you're, like, doing a great job at that because, obviously, like you said, Gyrate, Gyrate, you created for the culture. You know, you're empowering women. You All, all of these Gyrate events, from what I saw, you know, I looked at all the flyers, all of them promote female DJs. You know, I didn't see... I didn't see one male DJ on that. And that's a good thing to be able to do, right? To create that environment, you know, just like King Inez does with the Girls Weekend. And the fact that you call yourself an international DJ, not a female DJ, not international female DJ, but international DJ, that's what's important, right? 
So talk about the language that you're consciously using and what that means to you. I think it's important to honor and recognize femme bodies in the space because femmes are already treated differently. So it's important to acknowledge that. Uh, but I also feel a way when people say like female DJ because it makes it feel like out of this world because it's not, it shouldn't be like we're DJs. It's important to not only honor, but show it too. So yeah, you're right. Like gyrate is all femmes, black femmes. I try to highlight black femme performers too. Um, one of the dancers, Mocha, uh, she has body confidence for Queen, so she has like a, a lineup of, of dancers that I try to like bring on every party to hype it up more. So I think it's important to be about it too. Um, and yeah, uh, there'll never be a man on a diary flyer. <laughs> you know, on the Run It Back podcast, you said, <laughs> you know what, maybe I'll think about it. So it's changed Ooh. your mind. Until it's normal. It's been so normal for so long. Like, and I still see it where there's just all men on flyers. It's the standard, you know? Like, I'm tired of the standard. So I'm going to keep going against the standard. Mm -hmm. I don't think in my lifetime a world where will exist where patriarchy is, like, not the forefront. So I'll just make my world where that's not the forefront, if that makes sense. So let's talk about gyrate, right? What made you decide to create that you know i've seen a, a bunch of your flyers all over before where you're talking about you know for the culture and how you got the you got the inspiration from dr gyrate was born because of this void that i saw in just chicago nightlife um i really wanted to create a space for femmes to perform to be themselves be authentic um, and it's really rooted in this black diaspora Caribbean music that really is the heart of music right so um, I just I wanted to highlight more of that and make that the standard the norm at least in this gyrate that I'm creating um, and I think I I want to take that places too. So like, I also plan on expanding and taking gyrate outside, just like I've been able to travel. Like I want to take that experience elsewhere too. But, um, and I'm inspired by DR. I'm, I'm half Dominican and Mexican. Uh, and DR is just like another world. It's like a whole nother, right? But it's, it's also something that people haven't experienced. Like a lot of people haven't left the States people hear about it or might listen to it then Bo talks a lot about it but it's like with gyrate I also like using visuals to like showcase this culture that exists at the same time where at gyrate like something's going down in DR too like it's so I like to show this like parallels you know that we all like to turn up mm -hmm. and that Femmes are usually the heart of these parties, are the ones shaking ass, getting down, and you know, I think they deserve to be celebrated. That that experience needs to be celebrated. You said they're the lit ones. I mean, they are, yeah. We we turn up, you know. Mm -hmm. So it helps to have the DJs who align with that too. Immediately I think about, you know, like the bad bunnies, the Romeo Santoses, right? The ones that are always putting on for their islands, you know. 
uh, Romeo Santos consistently talks about how he doesn't want to leave the genre of bachata and create these uh, urban albums because that's the easy route, right? Nobody really does bachata anymore, and it's hard for a legend like that to say, well, my genre is dying, so it's either I conform to what's popular right now or I continue to put on for my culture, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny made reggaeton mainstream again, you know, the biggest artist in the world. That is fucking crazy to say in 2022 when for a long time, you know, it was overlooked. I was thinking about it today, you know, with Bieber. Until he did Despacito, nobody was really talking about Spanish and mainstream. So for you, why was it so important for you to push this? I feel like there's the club and then there's like your bathroom or your kitchen like what are you listening to when you're like hyping yourself up right or you're getting ready to go somewhere like just as an example that's the type of shit that like you might want to hear it out right like why i just i think again it's always like about deviating from what's supposed to be the standard like i love that you brought up romeo's example because he should keep creating what feels right to him. That's what it's about. I think as artists, we're supposed to flow. Like it's supposed to just come and we create. Like no mimicking, no, you're just doing what comes to you. So I think with Gyrate, that's what I'm doing. I'm playing things that I like. I'm booking DJs that I want to hear their set because I know they're going to rock it. And I can curate this space that otherwise doesn't exist at least in this city because you know i've i've traveled and i see like i've gotten down at different parties in different cities but i feel like chicago was kind of missing this like afrocentric caribbean like just an out like i'm talking at like bars that we all know you know like you're you're hearing the same stuff it's like let's do something different like the people want it. So how do you feel like you've impacted that culture so far? Well, I mean, Gyrate is doing great. Like, people are showing up and having fun at the parties. You know, people are hitting me up to to play in different places and in different cities. And so I think people rocking with my sets and with the party and just seeing that growth, to me, tells me, like, okay, I'm doing something right. Um, and I don't know, it's really cool to see other DJs play music, like, in this genre, you know? Like, Dembo, I'm hearing out more now. Like, parties I go to, I'm hearing it. Like, my nightlife experience has also been in light, uh, leveled up, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rocking with the DJs. Like, I feel like even they're experimenting more, too, and I'm seeing more parties rooted in in the same you know uh kind of like it's still a niche you know like ama piano is a very specific genre of music but there's whole parties surrounding that now here in chicago we didn't see that ever before so and i'm not saying i'm the sole inspiration it's just like when you are your authentic self and you're doing what feels right it's like you start to see other people doing the same because it's just I don't know I I don't know if it's like a law universal thing it's just like but when you're 
following through and you're inspired like you you inspire as well like other people will also sit in that authenticity so i think i'm staying true to that so i'm just kind of seeing chicago just nightlife artists djs just like leveling up as a collective it feels like so it's a very beautiful thing to be a part of you start to notice these things because you're a part of it more right and obviously you're playing a huge role into it creating an event centered around that and i once again you just got to hand it off to amazing artists like bad bunny right that are making sure to highlight these different aspects of music and these different genres genres that have totally been forgotten or not even discovered by people you know here in the states there was a interview that recently came out with him where he specifically talks about you know i wanted to get Dembo involved right when we threw our boat party we named it the Dembo boat bash and i mean we probably didn't even have that much but at the end of the day the concept was there right we w- we wanted to push that narrative but i can't even tell you how that boat party went because i blacked out like halfway through <laughs> oh lord let's take it back real quick right you know we went over the business aspect we went over who mommy Kana is as a businesswoman and you know a business person we'll say business person right yeah i gave you these descriptions right i gave you the international dj the cultural leader the creator of gyrate how have these descriptions impacted the way you view yourself and your purpose in life it helps me view myself as more than what i was told i should be or who i was told i should be i think just me growing up i was it was like a a straight edge path of like going to school going to u of i graduating getting a salary job having you know just like it's like a very like structured but it's proven to me that your life doesn't have to be the way that your parents told you or your guardians or your neighborhood like you're not you are who you say and you dictate that I just I think it takes some people longer than others to realize their power but those titles made me realize like how much power I really have just over my own life and my choices decisions like life is it sounds so corny but life is really what you make it and if I say I'm gonna be an international DJ I said it here first but I'm, I'm also producing so I you say it you could see it I believe you can do it so I think those titles have helped me they inspire me. They are a reminder that I can do anything. And I hope it inspires everyone else too that like I can do it for me, like so can you. So yeah, it's 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 bigger than me essentially because if I succeed, the people around me succeed. Hey, props to you on you know pursuing your dreams, the production, the th- event coordinator, all of that, right? Because those are steps that a lot of people never even take in this lifetime. Hell yeah, you're right. I understand what you mean, right? By your life was kind of straight, straight to the point, right? You know exactly what you're going to do. Go to school, get that job, do everything that people tell you, especially your parents, right? They tell you like, oh, you got to do this. And eventually one day you're just like, "Mm, do I really want to do that still? Is this still really my main priority? And 
that's where I fell into the point where, okay, get my master's or pursue, you know, something artistic. And everybody's like, just go get your master's. Go get your master's. I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm I'm over it. I was over school, man. Had I not been a, I would have finished anyways. But I had that those thoughts where I was like, man, I'm a semester away, but this shit drags. I'm over it. Like I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So going back to that question, you know, for you, how is going against that grain really helped shape you and the way you think now? It's not easy going against anything that's been designated as like the norm. So it's definitely helped me recalibrate and focus on what that looks like but it's it's not without a challenge either because it's scary diving into the unknown i didn't know i mean i knew djs but it's not easy to just be like hey can i come shadow you and see what kind of songs you got in your library like that's totally out of your comfort zone maybe, or whatever it is that you feel like you need to kickstart, it's like scary. Mm -hmm. So I think if you can push through that, it's very rewarding, it's very inspiring. Um, but yeah, it's, it's literally hard to start because it almost, some people can't even see the vision, right? Like I see myself in front of people thousands of people like I can see it so I think as long as you can see it but like again it's it's like a, there's like steps to it there's like steps to manifesting the life of your dreams but if you can see it I think it's a good first step but mm -hmm. it's yeah like I said it's just challenging it's it's scary but it's not impossible but diving into something unknown moving to Champagne was scary as hell I told you I graduated early I didn't want to be there but like, I wanna do this. But you didn't even wanna be there. I didn't, but I had to be there, right? Like I had no choice. I really had no choice. Like at, especially at that age, what did I know at 18, 19, 20, I'm gonna go against my parents or my mom, what she said I was supposed to do. Like, and what was, what was that even, what was I gonna what, do? What was the other option? Right, no, yeah. there wasn't. At least in my vision at that moment, at, at that age, I had never in my wildest dreams would have thought I would be where I'm at today. Man, you led me into the perfect transition <laughs> a lot of the times there's a lot of people in this life right you know exactly what your purpose in life is a lot of people spend their whole life searching for what that purpose in life is and sometimes we think we know until we don't right until we wake up and we grow up and we're like fuck like i was wrong um in the song 1985 by j cole he says i remember i was 18 money pussy parties i was on the same thing you got to give a boy a chance to grow some. Everybody talking like they know some these days. And literally, when you're 18, you know, early 20s, you're, you think you know what the fuck you're doing. You think you know how the world works and how everything's going to play out for you, right? You think you own the world for a little bit until one day a reality hits and it's, oh, I got these bills. Oh, I, I don't got everything figured out in my life. And... You know, things happen along the way. You have your mental trials, you have your physical trials, and just everything in life hits you at once sometimes, and you're brought all the way back down the square one, right? So for you, you know, now turning 30, right? How have you grown from 18? How has your purpose in life really changed the 
what you thought it was from 18 to now? At 18, I was going into college. My dad died when I was 17, so it was TBH. I don't remember a lot of undergrad. I think I was just trying to process everything that was happening. I left Chicago for the first time. So I think from then to now feels like feels like I moved to another country. That's like the best way to describe it. Um, just, and now meaning like post pandemic, like it's like night and day. I think that's 12 years of experiencing life, um, learning, coping mechanisms, therapy, new friends, in, in being inspired by travels and things. I think I've just, it's been, it's definitely been a journey for sure. It, like I talked about with the straight edge, the way I thought my life was supposed to be. I mean, it wasn't up until two years ago that I imagined life can be what I make it and life can be, look different. So J. Cole was right. Like, what did we really know at that age? I don't believe that I was prepared to take on, even though people do it and people survive. And But 18 is really young. Like you still have a lot of life to live and to experience and to learn. And so I think I've just taken all the right steps, going to therapy, following through with, you know, things that I believe in um, and want to accomplish and holding myself accountable. Um, but that takes a lot of like life experience to to do those things. I wasn't doing that at 18. I'm only 22. So when I look back even a year ago and I look at where my life was and who I was and where I was mentally, I can't believe I was in that position. And sometimes I... I'm like, damn, I kind of wish I was in that position because things felt easier, right? Although I was going through it, although I every week I was complaining about some new shit, it still felt like I was having the time of my life. And I felt like, damn, this shit, this shit's never going to end. I'm having a great time. And now things have slowed down, right, because I'm not in college. I don't have that thrill every weekend like I used to. Now I'm... I'm chill. I be doing me. I be vibing. But you miss those times sometimes. You know what I'm saying? One thing you did touch on was the therapy. What's one of the most important lessons you learned in therapy, if you don't mind sharing? One thing that I remind myself, and if you're friends with me, I've probably brought this up to you, but um, there's always four perspectives or more in life. So whenever you're stuck on shorty hasn't texted you back in five hours she could either be let's say you're jumping to assume she's with another dude but she could also be at work she could be talking to her mama and she could be walking her dog that's already three different perspectives that can get you out of that one that you wanted to jump to assume uh so that's kind of helped me get out of uh, thought patterns that can be harmful because, you know, maybe the relationship example wasn't the best one, but because people can have reason, obviously, to... You be the one leaving people on red for five hours? <laughs> yes, because I be busy and 
it's not personal ever. Mm. Hey, I, I've heard that excuse before. Come on. We're, we've all used that one. So you mentioned redirecting your purpose in life a lot, right? You, man, you really did have this clear cut thing, right? You just told me, like, I got my bachelor's, I got my master's. And for a lot of people, that's it, right? I'm settled down. I'm content with life. I'm going to go have a kid or two, some shit like that, right? But for you, it wasn't that. It was, let me go spread this culture a little bit. Let me show the world what I got musically. Why? What What was it that was like, man, fuck this. I'm not going to follow the status quo. Just seeing the nightlife scene in Chicago and not really feeling not really feeling seen as like how do i say like the music that i'm into right the the energy i want to feel and 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 experience i'm not seeing so that really drove me to play the music that i play to create gyrate um and to really build community too i'm really big on building bridges um introducing people introducing artists to different artists in different cities um because it's how we you know we continue to to grow and collaborate and beautiful things happen because of that you want to show the people you want to show the world that there's more to life that there's more to this music shit than just pop the ariana grande's in the world right Uh, all that shit and just like you said being able to collaborate with people Man, you know how I was just watching a TikTok and somebody was like, three things that are great about having a podcast in your 20s. And one of them was you get to network with all these people and people take you serious. And personally, you know, I, I kind of was like, mm, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, people aren't going to take you serious if you just reach out and ask for help. Right. Because that's not how it should be. It is a perk of having a podcast, but I don't think about it like that. I don't think of these people as business pieces. And this is a chess piece that's going to get me to this piece and it's going to get me to this piece. Right. Because at the end of the day, like I have these conversations because I want to have these conversations with people and know what's going on in their life and ref- and highlight, you know, the people that they are and what they're doing. Not because, oh, this person, they can get me a thousand views. They can get me money. And. When I see podcasts that think like that, that think like, oh, well, I'm going to grab this person because they're a business connection. I feel like that's very shallow. I feel like viewing people like that is it's harmful, you know, because you're just using people and everybody uses people to a certain extent. Right. They use people for emotional support. They use people for physical tasks. They use people for love. But it's still like, man, fuck that shit. I'm going to do this because I feel like spreading that energy, that love to people. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So that's why when I ask you about Gyrate, I'm really asking, you know, what what made you feel like, man, I, I need people to know that this is where I come from, that this is the shit I love because I love music. I always talk about music and I use lyrics as references in my everyday life whenever I'm having a conversation. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and they asked me, they were asking me just random shit. And I don't feel like I have those conversations anymore unless it's on the podcast, right? I don't feel like I'm having those deep conversations where I'm talking about some real shit and I'm spitting facts unless I'm on here. 
And sometimes it's like, damn, I don't even do what I love anymore because it's work. And sometimes it's a little hard to feel like that. Music crosses borders, you know, and there's so much to be played and experiment with. And black music is club music, period. I don't care if it's baile funk, dembow, house, I'm a piano. But like, why aren't we hearing it out more? I'm, I mean, now I do, but when I was really getting started, right? And so it just feels like there needs to be more space for this and femmes need to take, and we are taking up space and with gyrate, that's what I wanna do, it's take up space and to also inspire too. Like it's so much bigger than me. Like I'm doing this because it feels right. It feels like it is my purpose to uplift, inspire, to to build community, to build bridges. Like that feels normal to me. That doesn't feel like work. It feels like the natural thing to do for me. Um, and just like the music I play, the, the, I feel like that's also the same. Like it feels right and the crowd responds people dance their asses off during my sets like i see it so it just it's intuition too it feels right the people do a lot of talking for me you know like people show me a lot of love too with with ticket sales people buy gyrate tickets it's really beautiful to see so i think it's it's important that i continue that and to build that and um have gyrate be this space where femmes, black femmes, trans, queers, like I I want everybody to feel like this is a space for them and for them to be authentically them. Just vibing. People dancing, yeah, it's called gyrate for a reason. What's the reason? Gyrate means to move in a circular motion. So She said, if you're not throwing it back (laughs) at my event, I don't want you there. What, like, exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. The real question is, where do you find all these DJs? Because just like you said, there is a lack of representation for female DJs. And I I can name three off the top of my head, and that's including you. So two other ones, right? Squad Dublin, King and Nuz. Oh, and Miriam. Some of them are not in Chicago. Uh, a lot of them are in Chicago. But just like you said, you know, being a part of this world, you start to, you know, you're a part of it. You be, become part of it. So... Um, just meeting people, um, using Instagram to network, um, and just building, continuing to build. But um, they're there. <laughs> We're here. They're there. That's it. That's the answer you got. Not, hey, I find them on Instagram. I find them on Twitter. They're there. No. <laughs> Let the people know where, where they could go. I find them in real life. You got DJ Simi, Karenoid, Jennifer Fopez. Um... Tati Mia, I met her in New York, but she's from Philly. For you being in Chicago, right, you mentioned how you want to have that community and building that gap together, right? And a lot of people always say that Chicago, they don't support each other. People in Chicago hate on each other. They're like crabs in a bucket. One's about to get out and you pull them right back in. What's your take on that? You know, I never really understood that because I don't feel that way. I mean... Um, from my perspective, remember, there's always different perspectives, but my perspective is I've been supported and people 
show me love people and no one's no other dj or artist has ever been like you know you suck or like why would you play this song or like i don't know whatever constitutes hateration right like that hasn't happened to me they haven't thrown tomatoes at you <laughs> no <you> stage <laughs> that has not happened to me so i feel like that's a very common thing <laughs> <laughs> not the tomatoes oh shit i hope that never happens to me even the artists that i rock with too like they're local like they're working hard and they I support them. Like, I post their stuff or try to go to their shows. Um, you know, there's so many ways to support people. And I feel like that happens. I have not seen. And pe shit happens, too. You know, bad shit happens to people. Anything can happen, you know, and it'll shift your perspective. But I have been fortunate to not have been so, like, and even if I did, like, I don't want to stay jaded and say a whole, because it's hard to say. Pe like, you are not a representation of a whole, like, city, you know? Like, you are you, still you. So, like, if you do bad business with me, I can't say the whole city is bad, you know? Like, I feel like someone might be a little jaded in saying that because I don't I think Chicago is the birthplace of house music for Christ's sake like you think we are just this like power we're not this powerhouse for nothing like and house music was it's, it's it was experimental like this these are people messing like you think like if people weren't rocking with it like oh like no that's not what happened like people were rocking with it because not only was it good but just I don't know, people talk, and it's like, Chicago is, I don't want to call it underrated, because, like, we're not. Because when I'm out, people are out of the city, like, oh, Chicago, like, you know, people respect Chicago, and, like, so I don't agree with whoever said that. You're 100% right with that, you know? If someone does bad business with you, that's not a representation of every single person in that group. That's a representation of the individual, and whatever may have happened, I'm sure there's an easy way to clear that up. All it takes to solve an issue is a simple conversation. The problem is a lot of people don't want to have that conversation. A lot of people aren't willing to take that first step to say, hey, you know, this went wrong. How can we make this right? How do we make sure that we amend these bridges? Because you never want to burn a bridge. What does burning a bridge do for you? At the end of the day, you're just fucking yourself over. You never know who that person's going to know at the end of the day. And you ne you never know how your guy's relationship could grow from a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. So burning bridges, I don't know. I feel like it's it's dumb at the end of the day. You burn a bridge and what you do. But I'm also the person that says time heals all wounds. So you could probably fuck me over and I'll be like, okay, in a year. Because I'm not the type of person to stay mad anyways. Mm -hmm. If I get mad at you, I'm going to be mad for like a day. And then I'll talk to you and I'll be like, all right, we're cool. You know, it's never that deep to me. But speaking of house music, right? House of Soul, Moss Flow. Talk about those experiences a little bit. Oh, wow. They were amazing. House of Soul. Um, I mean, I know that festival is just historical for Pilsen. Um, so to be a part of that was uh, really beautiful. Um, 
and mass flow man it was like a dream come true it felt like being on a bigger stage having creative direction with like from my outfit to my set to you know having uh, mocha perform with me um and just my name being like on this flyer with these legends that like i remember when i bought evie queen cd at circus city not best buy and that shit had me just repeating it like falling asleep to it like i was like wow like this black woman is singing in spanish and i bought the cd at circuit city in aurora illinois like what in the tarnation universe are we living in and i'm in like seventh grade and it, I just felt seen like for the first time. So being on the lineup with this person, just, yeah, I cried a couple times. Just a couple times? <laughs> yeah. like uh, You shed a couple tears? I did. It was really, it was a really big deal for me. I know what you mean in the sense that you feel seen, right? Because whenever there's Mexican representation anywhere, you know, could because there's not a lot of Mexican athletes like that. You know, Canelo's a big boxer, but other than that, anytime I see a boxer or a UFC fighter that's Mexican, automatically I'm like, all right, I'll go with you. Like, that's raw, you know, you're Mexican. So being able to see people that do look like you and represent your culture and come out with that, I'm not submerged in like the Mexican culture like okay. so many different Mexicans are, right? But at the end of the day, being able to see somebody that does represent where you come from and the things that are your culture, like, that's just dope to see. It is. Yeah, it was very beautiful. Man, we talked about so much already, right? We talked about Moss Flow, house music, gyrate, all of these different things, right? Just like she said, if you're not throwing it back at my event, don't show up. Period. <laughs> I do want to take it back to that purpose in life and, you know, your purpose in creating gyrate, obviously. And a lot of the times we do switch that direction. We sw we're changing our minds all the time of what we believe our life should look like, what we want out of life, what our next steps in life are gonna be, right? If I give you a five-year plan a year ago, I'll, some steps might look the same. The end goal might look the same. It might look different. But that's the thing about life, right? We're always changing. We're always trying to figure out what's next. I took a song from Lloyd True. He says, had to find a new approach to an old dream, and that's not to take a shot at my old team. I just want you to see this is me, so please accept me for who I am, and please accept me for what I do. I'm just doing everything that I can because all I want to be is true. And you got to be true to yourself. You got to be authentic to yourself. You know, whoever it may upset, whoever it may disappoint, you got to stay true to your goal and what you want out of life because the only person that's going to make you happy is yourself, right? When we talked before this, prior to this, we we talked about how you have to choose yourself. You have to choose you over anybody else. So for you, how has that switch in direction impacted your other relationships? I've chosen myself in more than just my career, you know, because even in my career, I chose to pursue this artistic path this journey of DJing and creating music and building community, like, I chose that. Um, I'm also choosing myself in other relationships 
more than I might have before. Um, you know, we talked about like our past selves, like our 18 year old selves, 23 year old selves. Well, self, me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't uh, Exactly. Uh, you will. When I think about Erica back then, I wasn't aligned with, well, at least at the, I think, I didn't know what this journey looked like. Um, but in in choosing myself more, it definitely impacts my relationships where I might have made different decisions because of what the other person would have wanted. So choosing myself also means honoring my boundaries, honoring what I want to do, right? I don't want to go out anymore on Friday. I agreed to it on Tuesday, but I, you know, like it's it's about the friends that will be like, okay, it's all good, or the friends who try to convince you otherwise. You know, I don't want to be an extremist here. It's just, it's like, okay, if you're going through something, your friend's going to check on you, or you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, it's like most, or all of my friends are like, okay, you know, it's it's like having friends that support things versus friends who might have been like, no, you need to come out. Like, you didn't do this this time. Like, you know, that's that's not fair. Like, that's not – I don't think that's a reasonable approach to that, right? So choosing myself means having relationships that are aligned with me, my goals, my purpose – and it doesn't mean they do the same thing, right? Or they're DJs or it's it's that they also are aligned with those things and they're doing that work too. Mm. But anything that doesn't fall into that, like I don't have room for because life is progressive and it's supposed to be progressive, right? And if you don't see progression, you need to make a change. And I think the changes I've made had, have allowed me to see this progress to date today you know like today and there's so much more to come um but choosing yourself will probably end or alter the relationships that you have because no longer are you agreeing to stuff that you would have or doing things that you might not have otherwise just because you know what i'm i don't want to and i don't want to say yes just to please you because why I mean, it's about you and your happiness. Because if you're you're happy, you can be a better friend, right? You can be a better partner. You can be a better whatever it is. Um, but if you're not honoring yourself and making decisions for other people or what have you, that's that kind of you're not grounded. You're you're doing it for everything else. So it hasn't been easy. I was in an eight year relationship that I got out of because I felt like I needed this room to to do what I needed to do. Um, and it was a decision I made to to walk away, you know? Mm. Relationship with parents, difficult too. It's it's difficult. But when you choose you, everything else falls into place, like I promise. It just it's not supposed to be easy. People aren't gonna be happy about it. But if you're honoring yourself, it's gonna fall into place the way it's supposed to. You just, I think life is about learning to honor you because a, a an honored you is a happy you and then a happy you can 
deliver the best podcast, the best sound quality, DJ set, you know, be the best parent, be the best boyfriend. But if you're not honoring yourself, how, you know, how would you have known this was your path or that DJing was mine if I never honored myself? I 100% feel you, honestly. And you got to, just like you said, find that happiness in yourself. And I know that shit had to have been hard, right? Walking away from somebody, something that's made you happy and created all those memories with you, right? Because you don't just decide like, hey, this doesn't suit me anymore. It's a battle. It's a, it's a mental battle that you're struggling with and you're like, fuck, like, I don't want to let this person go. But at the end of the day, like, I know what I need to do to be successful in my dreams and my aspirations. And you don't serve that anymore. Yeah. I don't even got more to add because it, you fucking said it, right? But that purpose in life, you just said, you know, my purpose in life is to make myself happy and realizing what's going to benefit me the most. It's the way out, <laughs> man. It's the key, I promise. That inconsistency. How did separating yourself from all of that and choosing you impact you mentally? It's made me a better person, I think. In honoring myself, I'm happier. Like I'm happy with the decisions I'm making for me that are that contribute to my successes. Um, it feels like I have control over my life and my like what I want to do, and not my mom or my dad's dream. Like it's mine. So it it feels like it really feels powerful and in in. in my world feels like I'm in control. So for my mental, it's it's been beautiful. Like I would have never imagined myself in this position three years ago. Like maybe three years ago, I would talk about it with friends like, oh, like I want to hear different music out or whatever. But that was kind of me talking about it, right? But I never said, like, that could be me until, like, I started saying it and I believed it and I saw it and my friends believed it. So, like, you know, then I wasn't thinking the way I am now, but now I could say, like, yeah, I would tell anyone the same thing. Like, believe it, see it, and you can do it. And it's it's going to make you happy, like. Doing what makes you happy makes you happy. Like, it really does. And, like, I'm just happier doing what the hell I want to do with my life, with my creatively and, you know, professionally. So, and romantically. Like, just having fun and making decisions for you and not for others. She said, you ain't going to tie me down. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. I said it without saying it, but... You said a lot of things on here without saying it today. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time and, you know, dropping your knowledge, dropping your gems. I think it was a really dope conversation. and I really hope to see the, you know, the growth. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That's going to be all for today. Thank you for watching. Make sure you go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. Sad Boys for real. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio. Broken pieces, who's to blame?